Welcome to Gotta Cast Them All, the Battle Entertainment Pokemon podcast, and today we are covering both the release of the Isle of Armor Part 1 of Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC, and not one, but two Pokemon Presents uh, from the past two weeks in the month of June during this lockdown. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. So yeah, it, we've finally gotten to the point of the DLC has started to come out, and we we knew that there was going to be some announcements um, well, at least one, and then the second one was sprung on us as a surprise. And we know that once this DLC pack is out the way, there's no clear path for a Pokemon game next year. So we thought, oh, maybe we're going to find out about that. Do you want to cover the Isle of Armor first, or do you want to cover the announcements from the previous two weeks? I think we'll do the announcements first. Yep. Just to kind of rattle through them relatively quickly. Uh, from now, I know you sent me the thing saying, oh, Pokemon Presents is coming out. Um, well, this week, but I read it as Pokemon Presents, and I was like, "Ooh, we're getting presents. Okay, cool." <laughs> Sony, that's us. Oh, presents, cool. Um, so yeah, I think we should rattle through them first because I mean, I know which one you want to talk about. Yep. So we might well, the other ones. We I think we're going to skim through pretty quickly, unless you have a deep dive on Pokemon Smile. I mean, you know, they've finally gamified brushing your teeth for some reason. Um, I can't wait for Pokemon Shower or Pokemon Scrub, whatever you want to call it. And uh, of course, we know Pokemon Sleep is coming. So, you know, they're just trying to get us to lead a healthy lifestyle and be clean. And then, of course, there'll be Pokemon Don't Do Drugs, uh, Pokemon (laughs) Stay in School. Uh, hmm, What else can you do? Uh, Pokemon Tax Return. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, that that would help me the fuck out. (laughs) If If Pokemon Finances could come out and help me actually manage my money, that would be incredible. I mean, we are just uh, eventually they'll get bundled all together as Pokemon morning routine. So you can have Pokemon smile, Pokemon sleep, Pokemon shit, Pokemon shower. Um, <laughs> How would Pokemon shit work? <laughs> you just you just push a button and a muck would slowly come out of a. <laughs> of a you know, there you go. Somebody did. I mean, I played Pokemon Go whilst you know whilst I'm taking a shit. So. Uh, they've already released that, to be yeah. fair. So, <laughs> yeah, back in the day, you used to take the day, the Game Boy into the uh, into the bathroom. That's what you did. You were there well, for twenty minutes. To be fair, when I used to go, when I was at work, remember that novel concept? I would go to one toilet, and a magic carp would spawn. So I shit my way to a Gyarados. So <laughs> true. So oh, they've already released problem. that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Pokemon Smile. If you didn't see the announcement, basically it's a kiddie game. It's an app on your phone. You brush your teeth with the Pokemon, and you might catch a, a Pokemon. I get it. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we're the target demographic, but good on them for trying to make, you know, brushing your teeth fun, I guess. I mean, you could see it as like the creepy arm of capitalism trying to invade every space of your life, but eh, I choose to take the positives. Yeah, it, it seems pretty harmless, doesn't it? I think the only person I worry about with that is the poor bastard over at um, at Cerebi who's got to speed run it to tell you what you can unlock. He's, he's fucking... T- he'll have worn them down. He won't... He'll need fucking dentures. He'll be there like the day it releases, just scrubbing the fuck away. Oh, oh poor poor God. guy. I, I just... That, you know, there'll be a guy on Twitch day one trying to speed run that thing. <laughs> God, if Johnson comes out and goes, hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> How fast can you complete the Pokemon, the Professor Oak Challenge in Pokemon Smile? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Um, 
yeah, so that then came because they were just on a casual game hype. Pokemon Cafe Mix. Yeah, puzzle game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's a long and storied history of Pokemon puzzle games I don't care about, so it's nice to add a new one to that list. It is, yeah. It, now, that one is out now, I believe. I believe that came yeah. out the past couple of days. Um, oh, wait, no, they released it on the second uh, of the two announcement days. So that was fun. It looks harmless. I'm not going to play it. It it looks fine enough, and I, I don't I don't really care. I'll be real with you. No, it didn't have got there's a lot of strategy. It's just Pokemon Ranger. You just spin a lot and stuff happens. Is yeah. it is it Pokemon Ranger? No, I'm saying, but isn't Pokemon Ranger the one where you had to spin the stylus around on the DS around the Pokemon to catch it? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so it's I just suppose that. it's that, isn't it? Yeah. You just spin stuff with Pokemon faces on it, and then you get some points. Um, we're speeding through this because I know Mike really wants to talk about the next one. Fuck yes, I do. Snap two, baby. <laughs> we are we are slowly approaching the utopia of nineties kids, aren't we? You know, we, we're getting oh, yeah. all the big hitters back, and and I've been there with my corkboard going. It all leads to Cooler World too. But Good. before before that, new Pokemon Snap. I I, I kind of wish they'd change the title to just Pokemon Snap two, but eh. I'll take what I can get. This looks fucking gorgeous. Oh my god, it looks good. It does. Now I will say, I have never once played Pokemon Snap. Really? Wow. I never owned an N64, so it just never mm-hmm. entered my life. So I, I was appreciative of all the hype that was coming my way, but I didn't reciprocate it necessarily. It does look very good. Um, I'll give you that. The graphics they've been able to get out of this like, absolutely dwarf what they had in Sword and Shield. But I'm guessing that's because they've only rendered maybe a quarter of the Pokedex, so they can kind of pay a bit more attention to it. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks great. It looks fantastic visually. I mean, it's under construction, so I don't think this is going to be getting to us. I think even 2021 might be a stretch. This might be a 2022 thing. Just you know because- what? I'm happy with that. I want yeah. them to take their time. Now, this isn't being developed by Game Freak. This is being developed by uh, Nanko Bandai. Ah. Um, and they've, they've been doing a lot of outsourced work for Nintendo recently, up to and including Smash Brothers. So yeah. that's the kind of teams we're dealing with. They're, they're working on the big flagship Nintendo games. So I've, I've got all the faith that this will actually be a really, really good title. Yeah, I, I think it's, again, how it skipped the Wii U, I don't know. But I think very early on, they read the writing on the wall with the Wii U and immediately started developing the Switch. That's why it didn't get a mainline um, Mario game. It barely got a mainline uh, Zelda game, to be fair. So maybe they just thought, that's a sinking ship, let's save it. And I know maybe the Wii U, practically speaking, was maybe more suited to a camera game, but I don't think the Switch is like completely wrong for it either. You can still use motion control on it, so... Maybe that's what it'll be. It's just like the Wii U gamepad, but it'll just be that's the whole game. You move the, you have an option to switch the screen on your Switch to camera mode, and as you point around the world like a like an AR thing, you'll be moving around um, in the game. So cool. I mean, I'm gonna have to see more of it. See if I'm gonna buy it. I feel like that's something that maybe a sale would be the one to prompt me in the right direction. But I'm I'm excited all the same. Yeah, that's that's fairly understandable. It's um, it it's it's it makes sense now. Honestly, it makes sense now. And like, you were right in the sense that it should have been on the Wii U, given that's how that camera control camera controlled how that controller worked. 
of that point and click. And there was a mini game that was exactly that on on the Wii U. But there hasn't been a Nintendo console so beloved since the N- N64, in my opinion. The GameCube has its fan base, as does the Wii U to a weird extent. The Wii is known as the casual machine. This is the the next big Nintendo console since the N64 to be universally loved. So I think it actually makes a lot more sense that this is when we get something like Snap. I just didn't think Snap still held this reverence. Like It kind of felt like you're in a like a weird fan club with snap that it was only really the sort of the more, the more zealoted uh, Pokemon fans that really enjoyed this. Cause the, the thing that I liked about Pokemon snap is that it presented Pokemon in a natural habitat and you weren't immediately fighting them and you got to see their, their characters more like you got, you got snippets of their characters in the anime and this felt like it was finally being put into a game. So that was cool. And they've shown off that this game's going to have a hell of a lot of personality and a big Pokedex ranging from Gen 1 to Gen 8. So, like like you said, I don't I don't think that's going to be everybody. I don't think I'm going to be having to speedrun levels because, I've once again, I've missed the photo up with fucking Zeraora or something like that. Yeah. I don't think that's what this is going to be. What it is, though, it's going to have a big variety of Pokemon, as we've seen. There's going to be more unique animations. The Pokemon are going to interact with each other. Um it, I didn't see any indication that stuff like the the Pester Ball is coming back. It seems like apples are back, so you can lure Pokemon out with them. The Pester Ball doesn't seem to have returned just yet, but it's the same thing that you're going along this track, you're in a little cart, you've got your camera, and you're there to take colourful and interesting pictures of the Pokemon. And that's all I need. That is all I need. Just a chill game in a cutesy universe with cool things to take photos of. Awesome. I am down. This is a day one for me. I really fucking want this game. Now, in their infinite wisdom, what they should have done is have one presents, put the game we're about to talk about second to last, and then closed with Pokemon Snap 2. Because then I think we would have come out of this whole thing with a lot more positive reaction from the fan base. Oh, yeah. However, what they did was they held this thing over two uh, separate, um, over two separate sessions, and spent the entirety of the second one talking about a game that the trailer of which is now the most disliked video on all of the Pokemon YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, wow, I, I couldn't believe that, but honestly, it makes a lot of sense because this. Much like how Pokemon Smile and probably to an extent Cafe Mix was not aimed at us, the core Pokemon fan base, I don't think this was aimed at a Western audience entirely. No. And I think that's what they... For something with such a global reach as Pokemon. And for the rapturous response they got for Pokemon Snap 2, this felt like a misstep. It really did. So this is Pokemon Unite which we're talking about. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's a... it's Pokemon League of Legends. That is yeah. exactly what it is. It's a Pokemon MOBA. And it yeah. looks, and the map layout is almost immaculately similar to the League of Legends map. It's, it's Pokemon League of Legends. They've made a mobile game. Yeah, it's a mobile game. That's the thing. You can play it on the Switch, sure, but the Switch can emulate mobile games. We've seen that. It can do Pokemon Quest and... Now Pokemon Cafe Mix, and previously it had got Elder Scrolls Blades on it. The fact that the, the Nintendo Switch can do mobile games is not news. So they've made a mobile game. 
another one and they dedicated an entire thing to it and it is just to sell pokemon in china let us yeah. be real that's the entire reason this game exists is to sell pokemon in china because historically nintendo have not been able to bring their machines into china that started with the nintendo switch so right. that's all this is that was the first nintendo branded console to come into china and now they've partnered with tencent which is imagine to to the the scale of which they have influence over chinese media is imagine if it was apple amazon netflix and i'm not going to say nintendo but like microsoft rolled into one. Oh wow they're fucking huge absolutely titanic in what they have influence in and it's a partnership between the pokemon company and tencent it's to it's to sell pokemon in china i'm sorry it is that's exactly what this game is and i'm not interested i don't give a fuck I mean, I get it from a corporate point of view. I just don't know. Now, my suspicion is Nintendo was... Because Game Freak kind of operates on its own thing. This was, it wasn't a Nintendo Direct for Pokemon. It was a Pokemon Presents. It was a GA Pokemon Direct. Maybe this was Nintendo going, look, we're not developing this first... You know, it's not first party developed by Nintendo thing. It's primarily going to be a mobile game. Yes, you can play it on the Switch, but... Eh. We don't really want it in the first one because that's where Nintendo stuff is. Put it in the second one, have its own thing. We don't want it tarnishing us, essentially. Which, fair play, I guess. But unfortunately, what they did was, if they just come out and clarified, said next week we're going to be talking about um, another mobile game, we're going to be talking about a new experience we're bringing to the Pokemon League. In leaving it vague, you left room for people to invent what it was going to be. Namely, the top two front range choices being Let's Go Johto or the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Neither of them were coming. Why leave it open to chance that people might think they're coming? Because then you're setting yourself up for a letdown, which is why exactly what happened when they revealed Pokemon Unite and it became Pokemon Divide. Ah, I see what you've done there. But that's ex- that's something that Nintendo themselves are doing. That, that when they announced the um, the the sakurai demo of the new arms character for smash they outright said don't come to this presentation expecting us to talk about the next character we're only talking about this one and that sets the expectations i think you know in in lieu of a full-on e3 presentation which we've not had we've not even had a proper nintendo direct since january so actually no it's been longer than that hasn't it Mm-hmm. That was a that was like a the last Smash announcement was January. Yeah. Um. I mean, the, and we had a mini direct that was unannounced. So the last direct, a fuck, I think it was September last year. No. Come on, Nick. Genuinely, gen, I'm going to double check this, but genuinely, I don't, I don't think we've had a proper Nintendo direct since September last year. But they that's... at least manage the expectations of everything that's not a nintendo direct because with a nintendo direct you are supposed to be surprised you're supposed to be getting information you didn't know about so why the pokemon company decided not to do that when that has made nintendo's the fr- the front runners when it comes to online presentations that's just baffling yes, kind of proves is. why they're not nintendo wholly nintendo owned i think they've got a very different ethos to uh to, to their partners really they have 
regardless, it's not going to be a game that you can expect to review from either side. I have never played a MOBA. I just think it's a different generation thing. It doesn't look like something I'd be all that interested in. I mean, the gameplay didn't look like it was game-changing anyway because it's got to suit mobile. It means it can't be graphically all that astounding. And it just looked it just looked mad. It just looked like, why would anyone... I know it's free to play, but I'm like, I just could never envision myself picking that up. So I think this might be the last time we ever mention Pokemon Unite. Now, watch it go and be like the highest-grossing Pokemon game of all time because it does release in China and the influence is such that it becomes like their highest video, their highest-selling video game of all time. And... It starts to be. It starts to have the the Chinese market starts to have the effect on the highest selling video games of the year that it now has on the highest grossing films of the year, because Chinese only films have started to crack the global top ten in the last few years. So, it makes corporate sense. But I ain't touching that. I'm good. I don't. I don't need to play a MOBA with uh, Blastoise and Talonflame. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do enjoy the one thing I enjoy is that they they've introduced evolution into the gameplay. So they've only picked Pokemon that have three stage evolutions. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Pikachu and Snorlax. Well, you've got to put Pikachu in, haven't you? Snorlax, though, that that kind of defeats my fucking point. Okay, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> it, they didn't think about it, and it's shite. I'm just looking at the list of Nintendo Direct. So if I go back to the last proper Direct, September the fourth, twenty nineteen. Since then, we've had uh, three, no, four Super Smash Brothers DLC Mr. Sakurai Presents. We've had a short one about Dragalia Lost's first anniversary. We've had a number of ones about Fire Emblem Heroes. We've had Pokemon Direct in January, which showed off the expansion pass and Mystery Dungeon. We've had one, an, an Animal Crossing one that showed off New Horizons in February. Uh, there was the Nintendo Direct Mini which was what where we learned that we were getting an arms character, which was March 26th, which, again, it's a mini. It's not a proper one. And that leads us up to the two most recent Pokemon Presents. So, yeah, we're, we're encroaching on a year since a proper, full-on, hour-long Nintendo Direct. They must be waiting for something. Maybe they're just waiting to see what Sony and Microsoft are doing, because they're going to have to plan around that, because they know, at least for the next year, in terms of the new cycle and all that good stuff, they're very much in bronze medal position. So they've got a tactically, I can see why they're having to wait their turn and really wait to hit the right moments because that's going to be critical because it doesn't feel like we know stuff's in the pipeline, but all the stuff we're really excited about, like uh, Breath of the Wild sequel, Metroid Prime 4, they're all years away. There's no immediacy there. I, and I just don't know if they have big guns worthy of a direct they don't want to go a full-blown direct and then underwhelm we've just oh it's a new paper mario and pikmin 4 for example that doesn't feel you know worthy enough it feels like they need they need a big first party game to really anchor a, a direct and they just don't have that at the moment hopefully i'm wrong and they come out and say oh yeah breath of the world 2 is coming out in october and, oh god why <laughs> there's already too many things coming out at the back end of this year they just added a new Star Wars game to that bloody equation as well. Yeah, but that Star Wars game is just a retooling of the fighting se- the uh, Starship segments from Battlefront Two. Like, it's not a full price game. It's like a, it's a thirty pound game. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I I it was, uh... Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a full on Rogue Squadron thing, but it's it's not really. Oh. It's made by the same dudes. It's Motive again. Oh. 
Oh, well, that's let me do. That's good because it comes out on the same day as uh, something else comes out on that day. Is it Crash? Maybe it's Crash. Oh, it might be Crash. Oh, yeah, Crash 4. That that got properly announced. It's happening. It did. It's about time, which is just the best subtitle I think a video game's ever had. So yeah, that's oh, great. God, that trailer was fucking good. Just a bit at the end where it's like, how many times have you done this? Three. Really? Huh. Seems like more. <laughs> just the that kind was... of that's how you re- write Wrath of Cortex and Twin Sanity and yeah. the mutant games out of it all. Gone. Didn't happen. Forget about it. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I'm just che- I've got to check now. Uh, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it's the same day. Star Wars Squadrons and Crash Bandicoot Four on the same day, and uh, two weeks later, Lego Star Wars comes out as well. Oh boy. Um, and they haven't even. Time. They haven't even announced when Assassin's Creed Valhalla's coming in, so there's even more to add. Plus two new consoles. Oh, yeah. there's Fun too t- much stuff, my Time for everybody. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot to tell you this. Um, I, I upgraded my TV the other day. Oh, have you gone 4K? I've gone 4K, Darren. Oh, you lucky boy. Oh, let, <laughs> The way I got it was uh, was very weird. Um, I feel we're only 20 minutes into this episode. I'm sure I can do a bit of a tangent. Um. I was I was talking to my dad about the PlayStation Five announcements, and I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I need a I need a 4K TV if I'm gonna have a PlayStation Five because I want to make the most of what I've got." He then just drops on me, "Oh, there's one upstairs. You can have it." Your dad has a spare 4K TV hanging around. It, here's the kicker: the the TV he got in the front room, not 4K. <laughs> he he had a 4k tv he's been sitting on it for like two years it was in the spare bedroom that he goes into to if you like because he's he buggered his shoulder up not long ago and um he goes in there to watch telly if he can't sleep and he just ah. had a 4k tv with a shitty little aerial plugged into it just <laughs> i'm like I, I was like i must liberate this creature what are you doing to it um did you and- give him your tv to replace it for his for yeah. his room. Yeah, we had a swap. Uh, okay, so good. My dad doesn't need a 4K TV to watch it, like watch crap telly at 2 a.m. Coronation need a Street TV. does not need 4K. No, no, it doesn't. However, I now have a 4K TV with um, all the consoles hooked up to it, and it does do HDR. So that was two days of trying to calibrate that shit because that makes no sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks good though. Like the Xbox One is 4K. And holy shit, I might have to replay Red Dead Redemption 2 because I, I want to see that in 4K. I mean, fair play. You, you've done you've done well there. You've landed on your feet. This is like how I got my new blender. Did I tell you what happened? You didn't, no. Oh, wonderful. Uh, I've, uh, this is a real tangent. I'm sorry. We'll talk about video <laughs> games in a second. So obviously we're all on lockdown. I'm trying to set up a new home office. Uh, we were getting a foldable desk and I was like, we need a proper office chair. So we went to Argos. There was a £60 one. We ordered it for collection. I went and picked it up. The lovely, the little old biddy at the at the desk scanned the thing and she went, "What does ergonomic mean?" I was like, "Oh, it just means it's uh, good for your back." Oh, I need one of them. I was like, "Oh, me too, love you." You know, standard Argos banter. And uh, she comes over with a package which is like quite small. But I was like, "Well, it's only a small chair. It's not like a big boy." I was like, "Yeah, that'll be fine." Picked it up, took it home. Really excited about it. And then found out it was a blender. Uh, <laughs> but, like, this is like the Ferrari of blenders. It cost twice as much as the chair that we ordered. So 
we've kept that and ordered a different chair. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I wasn't expecting this to come into my life, but it can make soups. It can cook soup, Michael. It can, it can cook do soup. It can cook soups. It can make ice cream. It can chop. It can saute. I'm pretty sure I could put a boulder into this fucking thing and it would have a go. Like, it's it's like... The Take a NASA... crowbar and see what happens. Exactly. It's the NASA of blenders. So I'm like, yeah, I don't need that chair. So we ordered a different chair from a different Argos. Because we went to reorder the same chair at 60 quid and it had disappeared from Argos. So I think we brought the last one, which means there is someone somewhere really excited to open a blender and ended up with my chair. So <laughs> they're going to be more pissed than we are. But... uh yeah, that's how but, I ended up with a new but blender. But they can, they can at least get their new blender, whereas like that chair will go forever unloved. Oh, now I feel bad for the chair. This is how I felt because I was moving a current blender like into storage, and I felt like I was holding Woody looking at Buzz. I was like, yeah, <laughs> sorry, kid. <laughs> in the cupboard you go. Like, uh, you can you can do food pressing. That one, that one can't. So you might get brought out every six months or so. So... Bye. I don't want to play with you anymore. No. Just, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. Sorry. Real quick before we get into um, before oh, we get into the review of Isle of Armour. There were a few other video game things I think we can touch on real briefly. Uh, did you watch the Avengers, um, the Avengers Direct they did? Yes, I did. What did, you, what did you think of that? It's getting better, but I'm not sure it's a day one purchase yet. Do you think they really want to make a Thor game? Yeah, <laughs> they really did want to make a Thor game. The only one they showed any gameplay of was Thor, and I know that's because he's basically Kratos reskinned. So they know Thor works really well. So it was just, it was just Thor that occasionally Iron Man would fly over, and they'd have ten seconds of that, and he'd land next to Thor again, and they would just carry on. Um, I think it looked, uh, it, it convinced me more than I was expecting. There's some of that like. Oh, you can have you know different types of armor, and you can buy stuff. Oh, microtransactions. I was like, oh, I keep forgetting that this is geared for online play. That yeah. it's essentially just the division, but you're playing as the Avengers. Yeah, and I do like the RPG stat side of it to an extent. I think that's a really cool concept for a superhero video game. But what that doesn't understand that I think Spider-Man and Batman Arkham games do is that you don't want to have to be a shit version of the superhero. You want to be a superhero. Yeah. Like you don't want to have to re- manage with like damage numbers. You just want to swing in, do the cool thing and swing out. That's what you want to do. I w- yeah. I finished the um Spider-Man DLC the other day. I finally finished part 3. That's a fucking bore like just yeah. shield shield enemies and brutes every 5 fucking seconds. Yeah. Ah, but I did it. But that makes you feel empowered. Like, you have everything you need in order to dispatch them. It's how you do it. With this game, it's, oh, well, you, you don't have the right level armor, so you can't come in. Like, it's gatekeeping yeah. the content. And they're releasing more heroes down the line as an excuse to make, oh, well, you're going to have to start that character from zero and go and get their cool armor and make sure they've got the right weapons. I liked how there's different stuff, like, you can change Iron Man's... Um, blasts for, from like the 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 element that he invents to gamma that was cool i like that because yeah. that's more of a more of a comics nod i appreciate that i my own it, it, it I just, feels like destiny yeah I exactly i worry how as someone who primarily doesn't play online 
I wonder how it's going to impact it as a single player game. Like if it's two separate things, you know, you, you have your stuff that you earn for online play and the stuff that you earn for offline play. I think that's going to be fine. And maybe a little bit of crossover. Like you can, you can unlock a lot of things in the single player for online, but the really like prestige stuff you've got to play online for. I'm actually okay with that. I think that service both markets pretty well. I just hope that it doesn't become such a restrictive single player game with like, two hours worth of story it doesn't look like that because it looks like you'll have the avengers missions and then each individual hero has their own individual stories you can go and do i just yeah it, it reassured me that the on gameplay wise or at least on thor's gameplay wise it's just i'm still there's red flags all the red flags we've grown to know because of largely ea games they're all here so it just got my my hackles up a little bit similarly did you watch the cyberpunk one yes oh my god yes i did oh that game just keeps getting better and better i mean i get you but what the fuck was that brain dance stuff all about oh yeah the video editing mode yeah (laughs) i was like i'm sure that was in arkham actually wasn't it the whole going through security footage and analyzing stuff it was but this seemed like you know we were just playing like a fun you know first person shooter game and then all of a sudden fucking adobe turned up and I'm like back in university trying to co- cobble together videos. It just seemed real. It, they went really in depth with that thing. And I'm like, I don't want this to be a bigger part of the game than is necessary because I cannot be fucked to do this. Like Arkham, it was contextual and it was relatively quick. I don't, I don't want to be sat there doing whatever the hell this is. I feel like that's the gateway to have like people create missions for you that then you can go back and play through. I see it more as like their kind of backdoor level editor than anything else, but yeah, I guess so. I, I think that, I think they're all constructed. I think you know because you can only view certain events. I think they're all like constructed little things. It's just how often this is going to pop up in the game. Right. It doesn't seem like the brain dance is going to be something you can like spec into because it's an absolutely different control method. It's you know, it's contextual. Mm. So I don't know. I liked it. I, I still think the game looks incredible. I, I know it got pushed back again, which isn't ideal because it's now coming out November 16th, I want to say. Uh, hang on a minute. Uh, 19th. 19th, I was close. Um, so I just want to fucking play this game. It's, it's been cooking for over seven years now. I just want to play it. And, yeah, but at least not. they announced that there's going to be the PS5 upgrade. So yeah, if, that was nice. If for some reason I do actually end up getting a PlayStation 5 this Christmas, highly unlikely, very, very, very unlikely, but I will at least have Spider-Man Miles Morales and Cyberpunk 2077 to play, and that sounds pretty good. Unless your dad has one just knocking around the, the lot. Yeah, he's had one for the past two years. He's got the dev box, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he got here, but you know, if you want it, you can have it. Um, <laughs> lovely. Right, so. I've just I been watching Harmer. films on it. Like. <laughs> God, Emmerdale's great on the PS1. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get iPlayer on it. Oh, it's really God. like watching traffic cops in 4K. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, what you're all here for. Yes. I feel like we had to pad out this episode because I feel like a review of the Isle of Armour is relatively quick. Yeah, much like playing the Isle of Armour. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's better than I thought, but it's still fine. Yeah, it really does feel like the the well, what's it called the uh the Crown Tundra is the real like 
dollop of DLC that we're, we're waiting for. That feels more substantive already, just from the outside looking in, because I, I, I feel like I was expecting something more along, more along the lines of the Delta episode. Yeah, I was too. And just this feels a bit sparse compared to what I thought it was going to be. And if it wasn't for the fact it had a, like, what is it, three, well, two brand new Pokemon and one new regional variant, I don't know if I would have bothered having read the reviews because it's it's quite, if you've especially if you're in the case that, I mean, I am and you are getting close to, if you have a living Dex, uh, there's not a whole lot of reasons to own the Isle of Armour, unfortunately. It is pretty much entirely to get Cubfu, Urshifu, and Galarian Slowbro, and you don't even need Galarian Slowbro to complete a living Dex. You don't need it. No. You just need you just need Cubfu and Urshifu. So yeah, it's you know, I mean, what was the DLC pass like? Twenty quid, something like that. Yeah, I don't think this is ten pounds worth of content. Um. I feel like the, the Crown Tundra is more than going to make up for it because of all the leaks and data mines that have been coming out about that that DLC. Yep. It just the I mean we know the area is bigger. We know there's going to be two well three brand new Pokemon at the very least with the potential for more. They're bringing back all the legendaries. They're bringing back you know they're making raids better because the problem I had the only problem I had because I enjoyed it but the only problem I had was raids on the, the day of release were fucking balked. Like, you could not join a rave raid for love nor money. And this was because of the Zero Aura event, mm-hmm. which I think was slightly mismanaged. Although, okay, for, the, for those who, like, this was also in the first Pokemon Presents, but they're reintroducing Zero Aura as a raid boss. You can't catch him, but if everybody defeated... If there was a million defeats of him, or if a million trainers defeated him, it was something like that. Everybody gets a shiny Zera Aura in Pokemon Home. Cool. Awesome. Because, you know, Zera Aura was the legendary that's been available for the least amount of time. So another opportunity to get him, that's fucking Bonza. Great. Um, we did it, but it was so hard to get into those raids. I genuinely didn't think we were going to do it. Like, you would see them appear on the Wicom. And you could update it, and it'd be the top one. You could click on it, and it's still either timed out or met for um, capacity. And that was fucking shite. Fair enough. I mean, does that mean I'm getting a shiny zero or despite the fact I didn't take part? Yes. Way good job, Michael. Thanks for you, that. You just before tomorrow, if you just transfer a Pokemon from home to Sword and Shield or from Sword and Shield to home, then you get it. Oh, I've done that in in abundance. Because I wanted to complete that deck. Um, so yeah, that's that's been done. Um, good, great. But well, that's the thing. So again, I know it's kind of me. I don't play online a lot, so I haven't I haven't even got a Nintendo Online Pass because I don't particularly feel I need it. Um, particularly when they said that you don't need it for trades on home. So I'm like, well, I don't need that then. Um, so if you don't have that, you have. And I can tell you it's pretty quick because I speed ran through it after I'd played the Isle of Armour through the first time because I wanted the different form of Urshifu and I wanted a Kubfu by itself. I have two other saved games at a point at which you know I've completed the Pokemon League on them. So I paired through that thing in probably... To get Kubfu especially, I think I was done within an hour of getting on the island, 
going through the first bits with mustard at the gym, taking the, um, you know, chasing the slowpoke down, finding the mushrooms. I think I was done within an hour and I had my cup food. Obviously, the, the, the big time dump on this is just grinding up your earth, your food. So you're grinding up your cub food to get to level 70 so you can go and take on one of the terrors. Thank God for chances, is all I'm going to say. Or oh, thank God for um, the experience gem things. Oh, They're very too. helpful. That too. Yeah, I, um, I I just beat up chances for a couple of hours. So that was fun. That got me there quickly. And and then the second I had Urshifu, I was like, well, that's it. I'm going to fight Mustard, I guess. And the Mustard fight is good. That's what I kind of hope for the deal. Oh, the Mustard fight is great. That's yeah. one of the more challenging battles we've had. I really enjoyed it. That's really what I want. I want more late game trainers in my DLC. I enjoyed his Master Roshi sort of throw off the thing and become jacked transformation. Oh yeah, that was that and his eyebrows go all muscular for some reason. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I want from DLCs. I want late game trainers. I want really hard Pokemon I've already try and catch. Yeah. It, it felt an expansion. It didn't feel like, you know, a, a real significant ad, addition of content the video to the challenge of things or anything like that because i feel like if you're buying the dlc you're pretty invested anyway you're probably going to have good pokemon why not just put in there like 10 new solid hard trainers that you can go and fight why is it just mustard there is a second one you can fight his his wife if you yeah. give her enough watts to like upgrade the gym but i i ain't doing that. i ain't wasting watts on that yeah they've also added that sort of that five trainer trial mode where you got to go through with no um healing items so there's that but i don't i don't feel any real push to do it i probably will just as something to do but like i wasn't speeding towards it the second they told me i could go back and do it my my thing was grinding up raids to make max mushrooms appear so i can finally have my team of gigantamax pokemon because i'm sure as shit not retraining the pokemon that didn't win the league like they're 80 odd i can go and only go and catch things that are level 16 max raids and can't guarantee their stats so mm-hmm. yeah i want the the team that has the ribbons that have already gone through and beaten leon i want them to be able to gigantamax that's what i'm doing at the minute See, i did say well you know darren you've got uh, you know you've got in, your, in the pokemon home you've got all the unknown forms you've got all the gender differences you've got all this and that and other do you not want to get all the gigantamax things then I realized the speed at which Max Mushrooms respawn and decided that is just not for me. I'm good. I think I can I can rest knowing I don't have all the Gigantamax forms. I just want my six, like, main, the main team I did the first game through. Those are the only ones I really want to Gigantamax at this point. And I think only three of them, three or four of them can do it, I think. I've got a... Uh, I've got Rillaboom, done him. Corviknight, that's done. I've got Toxtricity, which I haven't done yet, and I've got Colossal, which can also achieve it. So once those four are done, I think I'm done. I've, I've got the other two stars. I might try and uh, grind through for them as well, but that's it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to want to do it for um, the Kanto starters. I mean, I've already got Charizard, and I'm working towards Venusaur. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get Venusaur as well, yeah. And then there's Blastoise to do. Um, but all of my, I chose my team based on how, I, how much I like them as well, but also when the G-Max forms revealed, I was like, oh, I want those. So all of my team are G-Maxable. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go through. Now, I, I was looking into how to do the Max Mushrooms. So for every three raids you do, 
one max mushroom is guaranteed to spawn on the island. So if you do nine in a day, you've got three, you've got enough to G-max one Pokemon. Right. So it is a, it is a colossal time sink. But honestly, th- doing G-max raids and then just like having something on in the background, like a podcast, some Netflix stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm on a trial of Amazon Prime, so I'm re-watching some old stuff and I might get around to like trying stuff like <gasps> Hunters and that out. No, no, no. You know what you need to watch on Amazon Prime, don't you? Alex Ryder? I don't know. Jesus Hospital. Oh my God, Jesus Hospital. Yes. I get can, on that. I, I can get on Jesus Hospital and do max raids, and that can be that can be my time. Perfect. That is a perfect combination of things. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Hospital. Do it, oh. Michael. But are you doing the raids? I'm guessing you're doing the raids online. Now, actually, there's it depends because if I can get onto them on the Ycom, they do count towards what are on your island. But if you do the ones on on your island on your own, you're actually guaranteed to catch the Pokemon if you defeat it. Like right. the, the 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 stats for catching only go down if you're playing with other people, whether it is your hosting or you you're going to something that is being hosted. If you go in with three NPCs and win, you're guaranteed to catch the Pokemon. So for filling out that Dex until until they actually put the fix in for transferring things from home to the game um because that was the thing wasn't it they they released it and then they got a, a glitch where you have to where if you transferred a pokemon from home to sword and shield and they were in the isle of armor decks they wouldn't automatically show up and the only workaround at the moment is you have to put them in the daycare and then take them out of daycare yeah i did that for the entirety of the decks i ain't got time for that i'm gonna wait until there's a fix i i, I get it i get it but i I just I just wanted to show off that I had a living decks and I, and I need to reorganise my home anyway, so it was fine. And I've um, got I've got the entire main decks outside of Zassian. I just need to do the fucking go through the game and get that second Zamazenta for you. Oh yeah, that was a thing. Bit, that was a thing we were going to do. Of course, dude. I've still got my spares of Zassian ready to go. So oh. oh, so that is literally the only one you're waiting on. Yep. Apart from that, I have. Apart from, because I still haven't gone through and got, um, I managed to get Stack Attacker in a trade. That was weird. Um, and so I need Blacephalon, Cosmog, Cosmoem, um, and Zacian, and then obviously, oh, so, and then obviously I need a second Kubfu. So you've just got to play through Ultra, whatever, a few times, and then you've, you got them. Basically, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, well, that's not too taxing. It should be done pretty soon yeah hopefully uh, i'm thinking sword and shield are actually a lot quicker to run through than the ultra games so i'll try and get oh, Zassi yeah. done first um, so. and then and then when i've got fuck all else on just go through get blacephalon out the way get the oh poipole and naganadel i need those as well so that's seven i need i mean this is the year of fuck all on so i think, <laughs> I think you're gonna find time to do that but yeah i think overall i think Genuinely, it will depend on the Crane Tundra and whether we can kind of say, get the DLC pass. Unless you're genuinely interested in catching them all and you're looking at this as like a one-off, I I don't think it's worth it. It's worth will be as a two-pack with the Crane Tundra and this will just be a nice addition onto hopefully what is a substantial amount of DLC in part two. I just think as a standalone one, 
it's perfectly functional. Uh, I appreciate all the Pokemon they've added back in. I think it's got some good characters. It's got some good. It's got one good battle you can do, but I think it's it's pretty paper thin otherwise. So n- I, I couldn't recommend it at full price as it on its own. Put it that way. Fair enough. And you can't buy it on its own. You can only buy it as a two pack. Ah, so it's right. it's worth will be shown by the Crown Tundra. I was surprised at the size of the Isle of Armor. I actually think the size is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and the the Crown Tundra is bigger, so that's awesome. Um, weirdly enough, though, this was also the first game where you could catch certain Pokemon wild for the first time. For example, my favorite Pokemon, Caesar, has never been able. You can never catch it wild, mm. uh, and you can in the Isle of Armor, so that's pretty cool. You can catch a Larvesta in the wild, which is quite nice. Um, yeah, you can get yeah, and a Volcarona as well. Yeah, you can get... Yeah, there's quite a few that are on the trade evolutions that you can catch in the wild. That's pretty nice. But yeah, genuinely, it's a well-designed eye. I like all the little different biomes you can go to. There's there's a lot to like. It's just... I really wish there was more trainer battles. That feels paper thin on, on the surface. It just feels like... If this was just a post-game section of the base game, fine. That's what it feels like. It just... I, because you're paying extra for it, I don't know, I just think I was expecting a bit more... Yeah, the only trainer that you fight outside of the dojo is your version-specific rival. And Ava is a bastard. I don't know about Clara, because you're playing sword. Oh, yep, similarly bastardish. Yeah, <laughs> like, not even hard, just a really annoying character. So I, I, yeah. I liked Mustard, and I liked his wife. The son's a bit weird. Oh, yeah, the apricorns are back. That's a thing. Who needed apricorns back in their life? They've they actually they've added a, an ability to get balls that you weren't able to get previously, including yeah. the sport ball and the safari ball as like normal catching balls if you know how to play the system with the Cramorant Guzzler thing. Yeah. Which eh, fine, cool, whatever. It's just a thing. Cool. I have no problem with that. But yeah, uh, it, it's kind of hard to recommend. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I would because it's Pokemon. I'm just not sure. Were this a case of you could buy it piecemeal, what the point of getting this would be outside of completing your national decks? Yeah, that's the only reason I brought it, to be honest. It was just I I, I have a problem, um, which never, I'm tantalisingly close. Once the counter under gets in, I can get that Calyrex. There might actually be a time where I have them all. I'm just and, I'm still waiting <laughs> on Zarud. Yeah, they haven't. Because he's in. He's in the decks now. He's yeah. directly after Urshifu. So yeah. you've got to think they're actually releasing Zarud before the Crown Tundra drops. I'd like to think. Cause I know they delayed his movie in Japan, so maybe that's what's pushed it back. Mm. Or maybe they've realised they've made a Pokemon called Zarud and didn't give it Sandstorm, so they need to <laughs> sort that out immediately. Yeah. Um, but we're really, we are fast approaching a time where we might... We both... You as a lifelong um, Pokemon collector and me as a sudden burst of, I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it, we actually both might catch them all, which is insane to think about. And then we can rest. Yeah, then we can be happy. All I want. (laughs) Until Gen 9. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to stop for a little bit and then then I'll be good. I'll get back to it straight away, don't worry, I just... I just need to feel like I've finished. I, feel, I need to feel like I've accomplished something. <laughs> oh, right, well, 
Yeah, okay. You can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Mike Owen. You can go and follow Darren on Twitter and Instagram at the Guttridge. You can go and follow the site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the username FowleyNT. O-U-L-E-N-T find us on SoundCloud find us on Spotify find us on Apple Podcasts and go to fansentainment.com for this and more ah that's a perfect read I did it ah well it's so rare it's so rare I actually do that right first time so rare ah I'm going to take that as a victory ah, it turns out the Olive Armour was worth something in the end <laughs> bye everybody bye <laughs>